Original content. Content. Compelling discussions. Audio on demand. This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the We BR Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Westenbroom's Women's Advancement Commission. Welcome. This is Mayor Sharon Weston Broom, and you are listening to the We VR Podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month, and we invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Valerie Jackson-Jones, a Women's Advancement Commission member and community activist. How you doing, Valerie? Good morning, Mayor, and thank you, Mayor Broom. It is a pleasure to be here and to serve as part of the commission. Today, our guest is Jody Anay, Executive Director of Children's Orchestra. Jody has spent over 25 years working in music education and arts administration in New Jersey, Arizona, and Louisiana. Since 2013, Jody has served as executive director of Kids Orchestra. Under Jody's leadership, Kids Orchestra grew from serving 65 children into one of the largest after school music programs in the country. Certainly, and currently serving nearly 350 students across the East Baton Rouge Parish. Jody holds a bachelor's degree in vocal music education in vocal music education from LSU and a master's degree in education leadership from Bank Street College in New York City. Jody has been married to her husband, Michael, for 33 years. Their two sons, Nathan and Sebastian, are their pride and joy. Welcome, Jody. Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here. Now, Jody, I have been knowing you for a little while now. So yes. I, there are obviously two ways to pronounce your last name. <laughs> so as someone who considers you a friend, tell us how do you pronounce your last name? Well, it's pronounced Anay. Okay. And it looks like Hannah. Uh-huh. So I, I tell everybody in uh, Louisiana that works so well, just think of a bear yeah. because it's silent, silent uh-huh. H and silent T. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I first moved here 40 years ago, I always say that cause I want people to know I've been here a minute. When I moved here 40 years ago, uh, I I hadn't learned that. Um, and so I would say Hebert instead of Bear. And then, then eventually, mm-hmm. I, eventually right. I, I quickly right. learned Valerie the Louisiana way. <laughs> so, so, Jody, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you came to do this great work with Kids Orchestra. And I am one of your number one fans. Well, thank you so much, Mayor. That means a lot to me. Well, I like to think of it as um, a real journey because I took a journey across Louisiana, across the United States to get to where I was because I I was born here and I grew up here and I went to Bel Air High School. I graduated from LSU and then I met this really neat Belgian man who 
kind of swept me off my feet and swept me all the way up to New York City. And we were in New Jersey and New York City for about 16 years where um, I did a lot of studying. I became um, a master vocal music teacher, um, did a lot of work uh, with nonprofits, um, did some grassroots work with starting a nonprofit school uh, school for uh, inclusion. Um, then we got uh, transferred out to Scottsdale, Arizona, where I continue to do non uh, nonprofit work uh, and also some teaching, got involved with the Phoenix Boys Choir, did some conducting. And um, long story short, we end up back in Baton Rouge 26 years later. And I thought that when I got here that, you know, I had a great resume and I had done so much and that, you know, I would just walk in and I would just (laughs) find that job, you know, and just be so excited. And, you know, I was going to change the world. And, you know, I came here and I said to my brother, you know, well, I really want to make a difference in Baton Rouge, you know, my hometown. And he just laughed at me and went, (laughs) (laughs) you make a difference (laughs) she wants to make a difference and I was just shocked at his attitude and I said oh of course I do I want to be become part of the community and I want to make this community better um and so I did start teaching because um that's where I could only find a job and um through somehow another a long string of I don't know how um it ended up that I got recruited um to be the uh the um executive director of kids orchestra um I was actually found at St. James Episcopal Church by the founder and she asked me to come and um and and be a part of kids orchestra and it was just this little tiny Nonprofit, and it was kind of flailing around. And she said, I want this thing to grow. I want it to be big, and I want it to flourish, and I, I want kids in it. And I said, okay, well, are you ready to write a check? You know, <laughs> do you, you know, are you ready to put up the money? And she said, yes, we'll get the money. Money falls mission. Go get the kids. And so I said, okay. So I went out, and I got kids. And then um, over a summer, I ended up with over 500 kids in the program. Awesome. So, um, so that's kind of how yeah. you know. I love that money follows mission. Yes. Uh, so, what is the greatest lesson you've learned in your career? We we've learned that you p- proved your brother wrong, right? <laughs> right? So that's one thing we've learned. You you've learned never to uh, uh, let anybody um, discount your passion. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've learned that. If you believe in something, stick with your beliefs. Mm, that's good. That's good. And and stay with it. Mm-hmm. And you may it may end up that that you do make some enemies along the way by sticking with in what you believe. But sometimes I think you convert those enemies over to friends. Um but um, you have to use the power within yourself to stick with what you believe and to stand up for what you believe. And it's hard sometimes because sometimes you're, you are knocked down. I have been knocked down so many times. But I 
try to just stick with what I believe because I think that our work that we're doing at Kids Orchestra is wonderful and it's for our children of Baton Rouge and there is no reason why Kids Orchestra cannot continue to flourish. So stick with with your beliefs, hang in there. And I do believe that good will come out of that. Wow, that's a powerful lesson, very powerful lesson. What are you most proud of? Well, it's kind of twofold. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as you know, I'm very proud of my children. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> my children are, as I, you know, as it was said before, they're my pride and joy. And, um, and they've been extremely successful. And um, I always felt that I was blessed to have such, um, such wonderful children. Um, and I got to have a career, I got to do things and my children still, um, they also got to do wonderful things and they've been very successful. And then the other thing that I'm most proud of is the work that I've done at Kids Orchestra. And I do believe that everything that I did in my life so far has been, um, to, uh, have, have been experiences to help me be the leader that I am at Kids Orchestra. Yeah, and you know, you you bring up a point that I often adhere to. Um, you know, I tell people sometimes folks think you just jump into positions like you know, right, right, you right. just jump into being mayor or mm-hmm. jump into being a leader of right. Kids Orchestra or over the Women's Center and stuff. But most individuals have a journey, Valerie. You know, we all have journeys. And I believe that what has happened on the journey is part of the process that leads us to Mm -hmm. fulfilling one of those ultimate purposes and goals in our life. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I often laugh. I tell people I've worked at, um, I've been an administrative assistant. I have been, I've worked in retail, I've uh, had a communications, uh, struggling communications uh, company. I've had so many different experiences Mm -hmm. in my life. And I believe they all have worked together Mm -hmm. to make me the leader that I am today. Absolutely. Because I tell people, you know, when folks, (laughs) I've missed some paychecks. Hello. So I tell people all the time when folks talk about the struggle of, you know, trying to find a job or I I can identify with them. And Mm -hmm. so I think that level of empathy empowers and adds value to my leadership. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. you're absolutely right. Our experiences help us mm-hmm. in uh, our, our leadership. I'm going to put all that in a book. So don't yes, take that. Yes. All that, that, was, that sounded pretty good. I'm going to put it in a book. I am. So uh, what advice do you have for other women? Well, I think that any woman can be who they want to be and they can be who they want to be or they can reinvent themselves because I have reinvented myself (laughs) so many times so I believe that um, it's never too late it doesn't matter how old you are if you want to do something get out there and do it and become part of the community the women need to be a part of the community women need to be running for office women need to be mayor yay (laughs) women need to be strong entities strong parts of the of the community um we are we are forced to be reckoned with Mm -hmm. and when you get a bunch of us in a room you know i think we kind of scare men 
What do you think, Clay? <laughs> maybe, maybe not scared. We're not scared. But we but call we. I think we cause them to pay attention. You yes, know, to yes. to you know, it it just depends on what uh, room <laughs> you're in. You know, with what men. You know, I think right. it causes because there's some men. You know, like your husband and my husband, yes. who are very. Um, you know, very supportive who understand women in leadership and role with it. Then there are other men who have not had the opportunity Mm -hmm. to be exposed Mm -hmm. to women in leadership. What were you going to say, Val? They just need to understand that women get it right Mm -hmm. most of the time. Mm -hmm. And we are here because we're just smart like that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, we don't want, we we want to keep our male listeners here to the the podcast. Right. And also, you know, men out there, you know, Kids Orchestra, I know you can write a check too. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) And we love you. We love all men. Oh, oh, yes. (laughs) We're equal opportunity around here. Yes. yes. We're equal opportunity around here. So um, what message would you like to leave with our listeners, Jody? Well, I would say just try, try and try again. If you, if you feel like you're not, if you're not making it, just keep on trying. Um, I read somewhere the other day that, you know, you're, some people feel like you're dealt a a hand of cards and this is what you have. Well, just take that deck of cards and and that hand of cards and, and just play it the best that you can. There's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with the, the, the cards that you're dealt. As, uh, one of my, uh, surrogate mom says true 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 <laughs> so that is very true now th- now we're going to toss it to Valerie for one of those fun questions oh boy <laughs> well now I have a couple of things we, we talked about music and your involvement but when did you first know or get involved with music when do the children that you work with how do they know they have an interest or, or... well um, my mother found me playing the piano when I was three, um, and she thought it was a someone, another child. <laughs> it was me, um, and then I started playing hymns um, for my Sunday school class when I was four, and I would stop and um, scold the children because they were not keeping up with the timing or something. Anyway, so music has just always been a part of who I am. I'm just. I'm there. I believe that music is in everybody and in Mm -hmm. everyone's soul. And those little ones, they need to start off and have music and you need to be singing with them and they need to be singing and playing. And that's why we start with such young children. We start with kindergartners and kindergarten through fifth. And I would even love to go lower than that. Um, And I believe that that uh, any child is capable of learning to play an instrument or to sing. Um, and um, I, I just, it makes me so sad when I hear someone say, you know, oh, my music teacher told me not to sing, or oh, no, I don't play anything but the radio. No, everyone, mm. everyone's capable of being, uh, of having music in their do lives. Do you listen to music every day? I do, and I listen to everything. And on what formats did you use a well, I reel have, by reel tape? Or, or did you? Well, I have my Bluetooth, and I have a huge playlist, and and um, I collect music. And then one of the funnest 
things that I do is um, somehow or another my playlist has gotten connected to my son's playlist and it's hysterical to ride in my car sometimes because all of a sudden this wild hip-hop music music will come on and people will be like what what is do you listen to that I'm like well yeah you know I I'll listen I'll listen to anything because I believe that there is quality in every type of music every genre of music there's quality you can find so so you listened to Lizzo and the Southern University oh, Band? absolutely. That was incredible. Absolutely. Tossing her hair and checking her nails? Yes. yes. She was so, wonderful. That's yes. all that involves Yes. That. And absolutely. for our last question of today, if you had guests coming and visiting Baton Rouge mm-hmm. for 24 hours, where would you take them? Well, um, I was thinking about that, and... I would have, first of all, said, you know, the, the balcony out at Tsunami, I love to mm-hmm. take people out there because it's, it's you know, it's just remarkable yeah. to look out yeah. on the river. It's wonderful. But now the rotary just put in that beautiful oh, sculpture, sculpture mm-hmm. and it actually sings and it's just really? mesmerizing yeah. and it's beautiful. And if you haven't been out there, it's right on the river. It's just a wonderful, peaceful place to go. Now I've been out there. There's been a lot of people right now because everybody's going to see it, but yeah, it's new, it, it's mm-hmm. new, but mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a wonderful place to just walk by and to reflect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm going. To, I think I'm really going to enjoy that one. And then also, um, you know, since I grew out, you know, off of Grimmel Springs Road, we always run out to Jerry Lee's and get some boudin out there. Ah. Nobody <laughs> Nobody's ever said Jerry Lee's. Really? That's great. Oh, That's great. I'm glad Jerry's you. Me- I'm glad you mentioned oh, it. Oh yeah, his boudin is wonderful. So I always go get those. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Jody, for being on our podcast well, today. Thank you for we really having appreciate me. It. You, you, we're glad you're part of the fabric of our community. And uh, we want to thank everybody for joining well, us today. Thank you so much. And uh, we want to thank those of you all who are tuning in to the We Be Our podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. As I said, our show airs the first and third Wednesday of each month, and we invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Thanks for listening to the We Be Our podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Weston Broom's Women's Advancement Commission.